Welcome to the Association of Schools Advancing Health Professions, a leading source for interprofessional collaboration to improve health. Useful insights about publishing in this organization's Journal of Allied Health can be found in a top podcast series featuring episodes narrated by its editor, Dr. Thomas Elwood. Listeners not only will obtain valuable information about transformational developments in the wider world of journal publications, but also views on peer review and reasons why manuscripts either are accepted or rejected. So listen, learn, and enjoy. Welcome to a series of podcasts based on editorials that were published between 2008 and 2020 in the Journal of Allied Health. These items are a companion piece to a book in both print and ebook formats that is entitled From Fish to Philosopher. The editorials represent an effort to convey how the journal continues to evolve from one quarterly issue to the next by reflecting changing sets of circumstances during that time period. The intended audience consists of prospective authors who consider submitting manuscripts to the Journal of Allied Health. They will have an opportunity to learn about some inner workings of this publication. A second group comprises readers and listeners with a broad interest in the universe of professional periodicals who may benefit by learning more about various topics such as open access, impact factors, gender-related issues, predatory journals, and replicability. Episode 11, Spring 2011 Issue. Words, Their Meanings and Implications. Mark Twain once observed that the difference between the right word and the almost right word is the difference between lightning and the lightning bug. Occasionally, reviewers for this journal offer advice to authors by indicating that another word or words should be used in the title of a manuscript in order for it to reflect more accurately what follows in the text. A title that fails to do justice to a paper has implications because other investigators may miss locating it if it appears under different headings in search vehicles such as Medline. In Ulysses by James Joyce, the following exchange takes place. Mr. D.C., who is an Englishman. We are a generous people, but we must also be just. Stephen Dedalus was an Irishman. I fear those big words, Stephen said, which make us so unhappy. The word just is not particularly large, but its meaning has tremendous ramifications in interpersonal relations and in transactions that occur among nations. Some English words can take on a variety of different meanings. For example, tank could stand for a vehicle used by the military, a gas tank, a water tank, a septic tank, or a think tank. Either the context in which it is used or an exact definition is needed to understand what is being specified. The German language is structured quite differently. Its word for tank is Raupenschlepperpanzerkampfwagen, which translates in English into a caterpillar-like, self-moving, armored war wagon. The contrast exists because in the English language, a construct usually is symbolized by a single word, which does not make explicit the composite character of the construct. In an agglutinated language like German, a construct is more commonly symbolized by a compound word, which does make explicit its composite character. 
Obviously, Germans are not going to use the exact formulation in every situation. If General Erwin Rommel and other Wehrmacht commanders had to spend time employing such lengthy words over a field telephone in order to call troops into action, World War II might have lasted only a few weeks. Instead, they chose abbreviated versions. In his case, Rommel ordered panzers to engage the enemy. Once again, this issue of the journal contains a classic article. It was written by Thomas Barker, former dean at Virginia Commonwealth University, and the sixth president of the Association of Schools of Allied Health Professions. It originally appeared in the maiden issue of the journal in 1972 and provided the rationale for changing the name and structure of the Association of Schools of Allied Health Professions to the American Society of Allied Health Professions. This conversion took place the following year upon a vote taken during the Association's annual conference in Boston, and it remains the most pivotal and controversial action undertaken by ASAHP. To this day, some attendees refer to the proceedings as the Boston Massacre. This effort to blend the academic and practice communities into an amalgamated whole ran into various roadblocks over the next 18-year period. Finally, in November 1991, the organization reverted to its original structure, that is, the Association of Schools of Allied Health Professions. In his article, Dean Barker offered two key words to consider in making a change from one kind of an organization to another, advisability and feasibility. Both terms were defined in exact language. Acknowledging the importance of these two factors and whatever outcome might evolve, the article reflects the amount of thinking by many ASAHP members that went into defining what these terms meant. Also of interest is the use back then of the words health manpower, which over time were replaced by the more gender-neutral term health workforce. A huge concern in 1972 was the importance of having the academic and practice communities work in close harmony to achieve such aims as increased federal support for allied health. After ASAHP was founded in 1967, the federal spigot was turned on, and between 1967 and 1972, it spouted $92,937,000. Given that the purchasing power of a dollar was more significant then, measuring those yearly amounts in 2009 dollars would make them equivalent to $510,185,894. It was a rather tidy sum, and in marked contrast to the last several years in which the amount of money specifically allocated by the federal government for allied health is exactly zero dollars. As a means of shedding additional light on the importance of how words are used, readers are referred to the paper by Ford and Harawa in the quiddity section of the current journal issue. Stressing the importance of research into healthcare disparities, they argue for greater clarity and specification when using racial and ethnic classifications. Similarly, Braveman in the 2006 issue of the Annual Review of Public Health indicated that there is little consensus about the meaning of the terms health disparities, health inequalities, or health equity. The definitions can have important practical consequences, determining measurements that are monitored by governments and international agencies, 
and activities that will be supported by financial resources. Other big words bandied about today in the health arena, such as interprofessional and transformational, also deserve close scrutiny for the simple reason that not all readers may agree on just what exactly they mean. Thank you for joining us. You can learn more about the Association of Schools Advancing Health Professions at ASAHP.org.